Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Topic Thunder and Thunder fans alike, this is Jerry coming at you with the one, the only, the new San Antonian himself, Matty Eyelashes Moles, in the house for the first time in a while due to a lot of stuff happening in life. Um, Matty, what's going on, man? Let's just dig into this thing. How the heck are you doing? How's the family doing? Man, I'm I'm doing all right. Um, I'm in the house because we actually just bought a house. So um, dealing with that and military move. Uh, anybody that's ever gone through a military move knows that if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. So during a move, they're supposed to take apart your furniture. They pack it up. They get to your destination and then they unload it and they reassemble your furniture where you want it, right? Yeah. They take all the hardware from all of that furniture and they put it in what they call a parts box. So like things to like bookshelves um, to actually like, you know, attach the shelves, things like your bed to like actually attach your slats to your bed and attach your, your railings to your bed, things like a crib to put a crib together. Um, all of those things you think, okay, well, anything that needs hardware, that's pretty much it. So I say all this because they did two truckloads for our move and they came and delivered stuff twice to us at our new house. Neither one of those shipments contained said parts box. So here I am a 35 year old man and I was sleeping on a mattress on a floor. <laughs> um, Dude, for- no, it's, you need to be grateful it's taking you back to your more humble days, um, <laughs> early 20s, late teens. Um, and, you know, you're just teaching Murray how to have character, you know, that, that it's okay to, to sleep on a floor every so often. You have to get in where you fit in, right? <laughs> well, that's not, that hasn't been my motto for a long, long time. But um, <laughs> with, how much this, with how much this mortgage is, I might go back to those college days and just eat ramen uh, soon. <laughs> be able to afford that uh texas uh property taxes are through the freaking roof so i thought nebraska was high and most people would say nebraska is high i i had no idea so well, i think you'll make up for it fine. on the uh no income tax that'll <laughs> that should help out and balance that out just a little bit I, i'd hope at least yeah a little that'll help my wife um being in the military they uh with me being, I'm still considered an Oklahoma resident. 
Oklahoma City. Oklahoma is, is still my home of record. So they have a rule if you're active duty military serving in the military and you are stationed outside of Oklahoma that you pay zero state tax. So I haven't paid state tax since like 2005, 2006. Nice, um, nice. Wow. So I've, I've been the beneficiary there, but still. Yeah, uh, man, best of luck for the parts box that no one knows where it's at, um, even though it seems like the most important thing to have. Uh, I think I'd rather lose like a box of dishes or something before I lost that. Um, maybe a few comforters, whatever, you know, but that, that seems pretty important. Um, funny thing is I moved by myself and did that to myself once. So um i actually have a bed on the floor as we speak but i have the headboard behind it so it looks a little fancy um, oh, okay yeah just just you're you're an upperclassman yeah yeah just getting in where i fit in um so uh glad the to hear that the move mostly went well and uh it's glad to see you back on here man it's it's been too long um and thunder fans i know it's been a little too long since we recorded because we were all just depressed because we didn't know how to react to losing because it hadn't happened in like months you know we had months and months and months of not losing and then just all of a sudden you know we get slapped with an L uh, by the Denver Nuggets which (laughs) I mean from a basketball point of view that was a good game you know I mean that was a really fun game to watch as a basketball fan um, as a Thunder fan, to watch your team have some of the most glorious moments and some of the crappiest in the last five mm-hmm. minutes of the game um, was just tough to swallow. Uh, you know, Chris Paul took a lot of the responsibility on his shoulders for for missing that free throw, and and I appreciate that. Um, and, you know, I don't know about you, Maddie, but I'm always trying to be like a half-full kind of guy, you know, or, it's just all about perspective. Um, and I think that loss is probably a good teaching moment um, to the young guys that got a lot of run that game uh, and to Chris Ball because um, he did walk up to that first free throw just a little too lackadaisical. Um, like he was just going to make it and it rimmed out. Um, other than that, you know, Shea started off slow ended hot. I mean, he was part of the reason why we had some great moments in that fourth quarter. Um, Twitter alert. There's been a lot of Steve Adams uh, slander on the TL and oh my uh, God, come on. <laughs> leave my boy alone, man. Jokic is just a killer. The snotty nose bandit himself <laughs> is just amazing at the game of basketball i don't know what it is about these serbian and eastern european dudes um you know this is tuesday night that we're recording so luca dropped 34 20 and something earlier um some ridiculous stat line and i think it was 12 is what it was 30 20 34 20 and 12 um which is just absurd and you know Jokic does what Jokic does whenever they really need points and whenever they need to score, he finds ways to make it happen. Um, and he can punish anybody, you know, outside, inside, mid range. It just doesn't matter. Jokic is just the full package center that everybody would love to have. Um, 
I mean, that's only my real thoughts about it. I'm, I'm more excited about the games coming up this week more than I am taking an L because it's not as fun when we don't get to go meme the other team uh, like the bunch of crazy hooligans that we are. Yeah, so getting Thunder basketball back, like that was – those memes have been a staple for us all year. And it's so funny, like it started on Thunder Twitter. Oh, yeah. The, the whole you lost to started on Thunder Twitter. Yep. And now everybody does it. And it's like you can't do that to us. Like that's our thing. Mm. Come on, Nuggets. Like get something new. Do your own Do your own thing. We're so, definitely trendsetters, though. So let's just take I mean, that for what it is. Because Thunder, Thunder Twitter is GOAT status. Oh, yeah. NBA Twitter. So, we run so Twitter. We run for it. For real. So. Totes. And um, so the thing, the thing is – we, we were going to lose at some point, right? I yep. mean, realistically, we weren't going to go 8-0 um, in the reseeding process. We weren't going to go completely undefeated at 16-0 all the way through the NBA playoffs or, or whatever. Um, but in 24-0, but that would have been darn great if it did happen. I mean, yeah, but the Nuggets play us tough anyway, right? Like, we always have really tough matchups with them, and there are some positives to take away. Um we didn't have Dennis Schroeder, right? Yep. They got SGA in foul trouble. Basically, he had five fouls basically the whole fourth quarter. Yep. Um, he was smart and was able to finish the game and play over without getting fouled out. Like, that's that's huge. Um, a young guy like that being able to take defensive responsibilities. I was watching him like a hawk, like, don't make a stupid penalty don't or a, a play. Don't, don't get a foul, you know. 38, 40 feet away from the basket, you know, like don't, don't do anything stupid like that. And he didn't, he put himself in the right position to affect the, the, the plays, but without getting too into it to make the officials blow their whistle, which, Oh my gosh, they were so heavy with their whistles all game. There was no flow. The flow, the flow of this game was awful. Yeah. They Um, damned it up like a bunch of beaver looking fools that they are flapping their tails, looking all goofy, eating all the trees, because, yeah, there was no flow to this game whatsoever. They had uh, 32 and 29 fouls, respectively, and most of those probably came in, like, the third and fourth quarter, it felt like. I don't know about you, but most of those fouls felt like they just kept on happening in the second half. Yeah, and especially when we were getting ready to try to, like, go on a run um, and end this thing, so – there are a couple of pivotal pivotal moments in the game. One, we we fell down with 5:53 left in the second. We fell down by 10. Our mm-hmm. offense looked like complete doo doo, and yep. our our defense was just being like they they weren't closing out on three point shots. They weren't boxing out. They it was just kind of like uninspired defense. But the yep. offense didn't give them any pep in their step. So like we fell down by 10. Billy. Coach of the year, Donovan, called the timeout, and we, we you know, were able to storm back. And actually, Can we just so, uh, – Let's stop there real quick. Yeah. I totally forgot yeah. to mention this. Okay. All right, Billy, I freaking love you, dude. You know, I just love you. Um, Coach of the year with Mike Budenholzer, who's deserved, you know, deserved of that too. Um, but Billy finally getting the recognition that he deserves – I've been saying it for years. I've been catching flack for it for years. Um, and 
he he finally proved everybody wrong. So and Chris Paul has you know talked volumes about him. Just all the players have you know. So it's just Billy calling timeouts when we need it. That's what makes you the coach of the year, sir. So um, congrats again, brother. Yeah, Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're good because the very the very next play after that, Shea hits a 28 footer. Yeah, to cut it. <laughs> and so like out of timeouts. And look, I said I've been saying this all year. We started a little slow, and people were, oh, man, Billy's washed. He's, he's trash. We got to fire him. We got to get a new guy. Yep. CP3's washed, all that stuff, right? We started slow. The shots weren't falling. When shots aren't falling and guys aren't, aren't you know, making the hustle plays that we're used to Thunder basketball, you know, being part of our DNA is getting hustle plays, right? Hustle Westbrook yep. did that for a decade for us. Eric um, Carlson. We started slow, and we weren't hitting shots, which made it look like we obviously weren't executing, which when you're not executing, it falls on the head coach. Always. But Billy Donovan calling timeouts and then drawing up plays, he's one of the best in the business because we always get – we always are able to go and get a good look. One of the the ones, you know, the play that you know it's coming but nobody can seem to stop it is when Dennis is in – he comes off that double screen, catches it baseline, and fires it from about 17, and it's like money every yep. single time when we're inbounding it from the sideline. So, I mean, that – but Billy Donovan put that into the offense. Yeah. So, I think he coached, he coached his butt off with what he was given. We were down Dennis Schroeder. We didn't have Terrence Ferguson. Yep. We, we didn't really have a, a lot of guys that can, you know, handle the ball. At one point, Shea and Chris Paul were both out. And it was like Hami, I think it was it was Hami and Lou Dort that yep. were kind of direct in traffic, right, uh, on the offensive end. Like that's not that Billy did the best he could with what he had. Credit to the young guys though; they played really good defense, which created a lot of their offense and transition, and just being able to just get out and run. And that's something that I picked up on is no one can run with us, like. Don't let us get out and transition because we're just probably going to score unless it's like one of those crazy layups one of those young bucks tries to do and just totally flops it. So, um, no, and and it's funny that you say that. I think Billy last year had the most successful inbound play percentages, like scoring percentages in the league last year. I'd be curious to see what it is this year. Um, I'm sure it's up there, you know, just because you mentioned that. but yeah, just that OT, the last like minute of that game, the last two minute report. Did you see that today? I didn't. Um, okay. So I'll, yeah. I'll get I'll get to that real quick. Okay. <laughs> so Shea hit a three to cut it to a seven point deficit. Yep. We actually had a seven point lead, uh, one hundred three to ninety six with three thirty eight left in the fourth quarter, and our offense went completely boo boo again. And part of the part of that, so we're getting to that final two minutes. Shea missed a free throw. Danilo missed a free throw. And Chris Paul missed a free throw. All before regulation ended. All any one of those would have been what we needed to secure the win. So it was our three best, our three best offensive players. Uh Three of our better free throw shooters on the team let us down in crunch time, which we haven't seen a lot of. All right, so so we've laid that, 
and Chris did too much work and didn't feed a hot Shay, um, which we've seen Stephen Dolan talk about a lot on his timeline. If you've been following him over the last, you know, 36 hours, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, but final two minutes, refs were also boo-boo. Do you have anything, uh, final two minute report you want to bring? Yeah. No, no. So the last foul where Andre played like the last two uh, defensive possessions of the game, mm-hmm. um, that last foul on Andre should not have been a foul on Andre because he was shoved in the back by Paul Millsap, which made uh-huh. him actually go into the offensive player. And it should have been an offensive foul, no free throws, and pretty much, you know, they have to get a steal and a miraculous shot to, to win that game. Does mm-hmm. not discount the fact that just what you said, though, you missed three free throws from your three top scores or three of your top scores um, in crunch time. You got to make those things. You just, there's no excuses about that whatsoever. You have to take those seriously because, I, hell, you have to take every free throw seriously. I mean, if I could have shot like 92% in high school, um, averaging like six a game. I think anybody else in the league can, you know, take their time and make sure to just get those in. Um, and I didn't even, I wasn't even trying to go for wins. We sucked. Uh, so it was just me trying to get my points up there. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but a huge learning experience of a game. I, I think we can both agree on that. It's, it's going to, help us as we get further into, um, you know, the seating. And then once we get into the seating, settling into the playoffs, I mean, I honestly think if we play the Nuggets again, we beat them a little, you know, more times than not, at least in a series. Um, I think we found some things out that we can do to, to keep them going. Um, and definitely not letting Michael Porter Jr. rattle off 37 on us. Um, I don't know what it is about us and just letting guys get their career highs, but mm-hmm. hey, it's what we do. You know, we've been doing it for years. At least we're consistent in that. Um, still a disappointing yeah. loss. I'm just, I don't know. I th- you know, you you said this in the beginning. You know, we were expecting to lose a game. You know, every so often, um, and losing it to you know a team seated higher than us. Um, that's been a pretty consistent team all year long. Um, I'm not too upset about it. Uh, but the rest of these, you know, the, the games that we have this week, I think are pretty, pretty huge and can help us out confidence wise, seating wise. Um, you know, right now the Blazers and Rockets game is on go Blazers. Um, just for tonight, just saying that one time. I uh, don't ever want to say it again in my life, but um, for seating purposes, I do not want the Rockets to win. Um, and I also have a Rockets fan on my team who does not stop talking about them like they're the best team ever. So um, I just want to laugh at him tomorrow that his team lost to the Blazers. Um, but we played the Lakers. Like, you know, if we're looking for a, a test at all, I think this is a really, 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 really good one. Um, and we didn't play them bad, you know, the last couple of times that we played them during the season. I think we we won one and lost one, if I'm remembering right. I don't remember off the top of my head. Maybe we I just lost one. I think we've lost every game to the Lakers. Okay, it's the Clippers that I'm thinking about. It's the Clippers that I am. Okay, yes, yes, we have lost the Lakers. Um, to include getting Kuzma. 
with no LeBron and with no Davis. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that game. I remember that game. Yeah. Um, so that was early in the season, though. That's one thing. If I'm if I'm remembering right, that was pre Christmas. So everything was early in the season at this well, point. Well, really early though, um, <laughs> and I think we've grown a lot more, and we. Uh, I think our second team can defend their second team. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. Uh, I think, yeah, I think our second team is better than them. Even Waiters Island out there hooping his little butt off, uh, losing weight by every, you know, chance he gets running up and down that court because he does not look chunky like he did last summer. That's for sure. Um, but the Lakers look good, man. Like, They've looked really good at times, and then they've looked really bad at times, too. Um, I'm just hoping for a W here for the confidence, get us back on track. Because we got the Grizzlies, you know, at the end of the week, and they're going to be hungry for a win because they got to play the Jazz tomorrow. Um, and if they lose to the Jazz, they're 0-4 in this seeding and just totally crap the bed um, on, you know, making the playoffs. And I, I think we'll get them. Uh but the Lakers, God, just – they're a minefield. You know what I mean? There's They have weapons all over the place. Um, I think if we come out with a good team effort, play solid defense, uh, hit free throws, get to the free throw line a lot, you know, we can, we can have a very competitive game. Wow. I mean, when you start talking playoff basketball, there, there are three things that are really big right turnovers mm-hmm. which we're we're okay because we got three guys that can handle the ball you you talk about making your free throws which last game excluded we've done a great job of being able to put games away when it's time by making our free throws yep and then making three pointers and shooting those efficiently right because a three point shot is a great equalizer last uh, the game against the Nuggets, I want to say we were like 14 of 30 shooting three-pointers in the first half. And something we, stupid like that, yeah. And we only made like one three the rest of the way. So it's yep. like um, – I think we finished like 15 of 36, something yep. like that. Yep. So being able to, to not stagnate and hit your three-pointer is going to be able to – allow you to beat a lot of teams if you're not beating yourself at the free throw line and turning the ball over. I think that we have guys that can, that can handle that situation. The thing is for LA, they're going to have, cause okay, we're, we're in a seating thing here, but I think the Lakers, they need like one or two more wins to really give them the cushion that they want. Um, then they can start really load managing guys. Yeah. Um, but they, they're not deep at all. And that falls – a lot's going to fall on LeBron James. Now, it, I'm going to say this. Anthony Davis ain't shooting three-pointers over Rudy Gobert consistently and hitting it, right, to, to get no. 42 points on the game. Like, could he score 42? Absolutely. Is he going to be hitting step-back jumpers over the Stifle Tower with consistency? I don't think so. So, a lot's going to fall on those two guys because they're just not so deep. LeBron James is a very streaky three-point shooter, right? This is also a very streaky free-throw shooter. 
Yeah. And by the way, he's going to have to control the ball a lot because they have no one else that can really run point for them right now. So that is an awful lot to put on a guy who has that many miles, you know, on his body uh, through playoff basketball, deep runs, consistent trips to the finals. Yeah. So you say it's a test now. That's fine. Like they're, they're going to be able to get through us. If we're looking, okay, you want to make seating. We move up to the four or five spot. Then we're staring the Lakers in the face in round two. I do like our chances there. I actually like our chances against the, I've, I've come around. I think we have a better chance to beat the Lakers than we do the Clippers. Wow. See, I'm the other way around on that one. I'm definitely the so, other way around. So I definitely want us to move up because if we stick at six, then we're going to be playing the, we'll play the Clippers in the second round. And I don't, I don't, I think I'd rather just get the Lakers out of the way and maybe maybe health beats up the the Clippers on the other side of the bracket. But um, something that you didn't mention, you talked about Memphis real quick. They just unfortunately they just lost Jaron Jackson Jr. Yeah. Uh, meniscus, so he's out for the rest of the year. Um, probably going to miss a huge chunk of next season too. It really sucks because I liked what him and Ja had cooking there um, yeah. in in Memphis. But we got Memphis, Washington, and Phoenix in our next three games after this one against the Lakers. Mm-mm-mm. That I mean, that's just mm, that's barbecue chicken time. That's right exactly like, my mouth was salivating a little bit, and it tastes oh like barbecue gosh. chicken. That's exactly I just, what I was thinking. Just like lick the fingers clean. Like yeah. it's about it's about to be. I'm about to eat. It, it, it's about to be a lot of carnage, right? Yeah. Um, so we're and we run through them before we play against a, a hot Miami team. Um, our second to last game. I mean, we could potentially we get through the Lakers though. We could run the table the rest of the way. Yeah, no, that's a I'm definite taking, possibility. I'm not taking us to win that game because they're the one seed for a reason. Um, but I will say this: I don't, I don't think Chris Paul has that bad of a fourth quarter again anytime soon. No, I think he's definitely going to be a little bit more targeted and honed in on his execution for sure. I mean, on both ends because even defensively in that, that Denver game, there was a layup that someone got at the, with like a minute and a half left. And I was like, what on God's earth were y'all doing? And it was Chris Paul's fault. He, you know, tried to pull the switch for no reason that they didn't need to. And the guard just went around the screen and took off and, and got an easy layup. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. And, you know, I think the only team, you know, we were mentioning the, the barbecue chicken teams. The only one that I would say that I'm even somewhat worried about right now is the Suns. Like, those – they're playing kind of hot right now. Like, no pun intended there. Um, you know, Book came out tonight and literally ended the Clippers by himself. Phoenix's Twitter just went completely mad. Um, what else – what else do they have to get excited about? Oh, man. Them and the Kings Twitter is probably, like, the best Twitters. Ours oh, is getting out there now, but th- them two are the best. The, that We're in Spain without the S. Without like, the S? Oh, yeah, my that's, God. That's dope. <laughs> that's, like, one of my favorite tweets of all time now. Um, but, you know, bubble basketball, for for as much as different as it is, and not having home court and all these other things, you know, these, these little factors and whatnot that keep playing into it. It's been really effing fun so far. I mean, I think my serotonin levels went up like a million percent 
you know, whenever it actually turned into like real basketball and I'm not even being funny about that. I've been just straight depressed when it comes to about basketball. Cause it's like, they're probably going to screw it up. We're not going to be able to watch it. And here we are COVID free in the bubble. Um, even when Lou Williams goes to magic city, uh, <laughs> did you see those wings though? Those wings did look, look fine. I'm <laughs> not course, lie. A strip club is always going to have the best looking wings, sir. They're always, you, mm. you can't sell your, 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 um, what's it called? Your, your eggs and legs special, um, without some good drumsticks on the menu too. Uh, oh my, oh my God. Was it, uh, was that Kenny? Was it Kenny Smith or was it, uh, was that Charles Barkley? Talk about, man, you weren't interested in the wings. You were interested in the thighs and breasts. Come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> I could hear either one of them saying that. Um, no, but, you know, even with Thunder basketball, I think that, you know, whenever we beat the Jazz, it was by that much, I, at least me, maybe I got a little jaded there. You know, maybe I got a little too hyped up and amped up about it. Um, and that Denver game definitely brought me back to perspective. And now I'm just ready to just take on the Lakers, a, a real good team, you know, like we've discussed. Um, I was looking at their overalls. They're top 10 in pretty much everything. Um, just name it, and they're there, minus, I think, free throw percentage. They are 28th. And, yeah, there's – uh, three pointers, they're 19th, we're 15th, and fouls a game. They give up 20 fouls a game, they're 16th, and we give up 19 a game, so we're 27th, which is technically better. Um, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be how can we recover from this as a team? How can we really bounce back from a loss that we should have won? Um, and and just perform, you know, on all levels. Uh, you know, is there – I know the matchup that I'm looking forward to in this whole thing, and I'm ready to see Andre Robertson guarding LeBron. I don't know why, but I hope that we get a lot of it. Um, I'm, I'm a crazy man, but I just I, – I think Dre thrives off of that. I think he loves, you know, really getting after the best players again. Um, even though everyone's tried to run away from him whenever uh, he does play. Um, who was it? The Blazers that did that? Yeah, they hid Damian Lillard and CJ away from him. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to see Andre out there, you know, playing D. What are you, what are you excited about the next game? Um, I'm, I'm excited to see Shea continue that fourth quarter on um, for him to really get a chance to – to take more of a, an ownership. Um, there have been a lot of times this year where he's done his thing, but he's deferred to Dennis or he's deferred to Chris, you know, as, as like his first options in that death lineup. And then he kind of just like found, he let the game flow to him, which is fine at times. But if you're going to be a superstar, sometimes you have to force the game to come to you. And I really hope that he does that and, and takes it right to LeBron takes it right to Andre David or, oh my gosh, Anthony Davis. Um, I hope he actually, um, I, I hope he actually says, look, I'm the future of this squad. Let me shoulder some of this weight. And, and then that would give Chris even more trust 
um, in, in those clutch moments to be able to defer a little bit. I don't want clutch Paul to go away yeah. because he's been phenomenal. We wouldn't be where we are without Chris Paul and his fourth quarter heroics. Um, but I want to see Shea take the next step. So I think that's the biggest thing for the next game. And then in the future, um, so Dennis Schroeder just had his kid. He just, he, they just had their, they just had their baby. Congrats uh, again, Dennis. Is, congrats. Love it. That's awesome. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, I'm just glad that priorities were go, go be with your wife, go see your kid being born, all of those things. I'm glad that, the Thunder culture surrounded him and, and embraced that. He can come back with negative tests. He can come back in like four days, right? Yeah, it's it's the the new protocol actually really, really, really favors that situation. And that's something I haven't heard a lot of people talking about. They're like, oh, well, Dennis, is, no, well, it's not going to be as bad as what we think. I mean, Lou Williams literally went to a strip club and five days later was playing a game. So, um, yeah as long as you come back with those negative tests, I think that's the only caveat you have to have those, you know, testing every day while you're gone. And then while you're in the bubble, you need to have four negative tests. And I think on the third one, you can rejoin the team. It's, they have a bunch of, and then the, and then the last one is like literally 60 minutes before tip off. Yeah. 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 That one's right before the game. And then if you pass that one, you're good to go. And then you're free to move along in the bubble, you know, all the way around. Um, so yeah, he's not going to be gone that long. I honestly expect him to be back by the playoffs. Um, you know, call me optimistic, but uh, call me half full. But I think that um, you know that's what that guy lives to play for is moments like that. Um, even whenever you do have a child, um, you know, I couldn't imagine leaving. But if that was my job, you know, literally how I make my living. Um, I think I would have to, you know, sort of balance that out just a little bit. Um, And then, you know, on the other side of things, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this either, and I just want to touch on it. Um, You know, by the Thunder doing that, we literally gained a lot of power at the negotiating table when it comes time, you know, to have these contract talks, whether it's, hey, you want to do a signing trade? you know, this summer, because he does have one more year left on his deal after this year. So technically we could re him up and, you know, get him up out of here if he wanted to, um, which is a good thing, you know, for us, because we would get mucho picks and, you know, other good assets out of the, yep. Good assets out of it. Or on the flip side of it, you know, we have Chris Paul on that contract, um, depending on what his market value is, we're still going to be able to negotiate with Dennis like, Hey dude, come stay. Why not? You know, we've already had this great relationship together. Um, I'll let you go see your baby that one time, um, be born, you know, you know, let you come back at the last minute into the bubble. What do you want to do? Um, so I agree, except I'll say that I don't think Sam Presti would actually say that. I think it would just be understood like, Hey, look, man, we're, we're an organization that, that wants to support you and, wants what's best for you, the player and the person, um, while still helping out our organization, right? And so if there's a way that we can make all those things happen, whether it's with us or on another team, like we're gonna gonna do what we can. You know, we we tried with Gallinari, right? Gallinari was very close to being a member of Miami Heat. They would have given him, if they would have given him the three, the third year, they didn't want to do it. And so, 
and that's fine. And Presti was, you know, pretty straightforward. Presti could have just dealt him. Oh yeah. And said, Easily. we're going to get whatever we want for you before you expire next year. And that's not the way it went down. And, and Gallinari is playing his butt off for us. So, yeah. Um, well, and I think a lot of teams, you know, and a lot of players this next year too, have to really sit back and see where the climate's at in the league, you know, monetarily, there's a lot of things that got impacted here. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there's only going to be a handful of teams next year that are below the cap that can really afford those players. And guess what? They're all going to suck. Um, very, 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 very badly. So um, I think the incentive, you know, for, for the Thunder, at least, I think we have a lot of really good pieces that even if we don't, you know, get to bring home the Larry O'Brien this year, um, like my heart desires, um, that we're going to be able to bring a lot of this team back. Even Gallinari, I, like I said, I, I sound crazy and hopeful. Um, everybody I've you know heard talking about it seems to think that he's gone easy peasy lemon squeezy. And um, I don't know. Not scared, so much. Yeah. Scared money don't make none. Um, well, Who's who's he going to sign with, and where's that cap space going to come from? Well, and everybody's just... everybody's pinching their pennies, waiting for yeah, waiting for the following, you know, off season or two, right? Well, that, so, yeah, I think that the big years, not this season, but the season after, is whenever the big big free agency happens. Um, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, yep. Giannis Antetokounmpo, like all those guys are free agents. So yeah. Um, People, the Thunder aren't going to be in a sweepstakes for any of those guys. No. So we're we're going to use our cap space as, as we see fit. But mm -hmm. a lot of teams are going to, you know, maybe Gallinari would get a one for 25 somewhere, maybe. No. Something. No. But, There's no way. But there's no way he's going to get a, thir a three-year deal with anybody really but us and then potentially work in a sign-in trade because nobody else has that kind of cap space readily available if they want to acquire him. So. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just the way it's going to go. So we have, we kind of have all the leverage and, and honestly, he's, he's got a little bit of say probably, um, where that, that signing trade would happen, obviously, but, um, Presti has all the leverage with him now. So it's like, well, Presti is not being put over a barrel. If anything, this year has proven to me, it's that Sam Presti's got a backup plan or two in place in case of self-destruct button which yeah. is exactly what happened with Paul George going to the Clippers, you know, a little over a year ago, which is crazy to say, cause we're still playing basketball right now. Um, so I think, I think there's a lot of excitement um, for what our team could look like. I do think we built up a lot of goodwill with our current players and guys around the league uh, for what our organization is about. Yeah. And I mean, just excellence, you know, sustained, sustained superior, Performance, right? That's what he said since day one, sustained superior okay. performance. We want to be competitive, you know, for a long time and not just be short-sighted. And I think that every single move that the Thunder have made this season and how they've dealt with the social issues, how they've dealt with COVID, how they've dealt with all the players, how they've dealt with uh, Alex Abrinas, like, you know, last year, right? Yeah. We, we needed a three-point shooter in the worst way, and yet we still cared about the person enough to allow him to, to go through what he needed to do to heal. Um, I mean, things like that aren't lost on players. So I think, no. I think the Thunder have, have a really good standing as far as the league goes. Um, I, I think Dennis Schroeder is back for the Miami game on the 12th. 
Heinke's back for that game, our second to last game before uh, uh, the receding period is done. I mean, that's what, a week now? A week, a week from tomorrow? Yeah, I'm still going to go the first first playoff game is what I'm going to go with. Maybe maybe game two of that first round. It's, it's one or the other for me because I just – I don't know. If it's me, right, why do I want to play those seeding games if I'm conditioned, you know? Um, I have the ability to stay home with my kiddo for a little bit and it being his first little girl, um, you know, I, I think I speak for all of us and yeah, that little girl and yeah, girls are great. Yeah. You just turn yourself into a big old ball of mush that you can't ever, you know, be mean ever again. I don't know. Um, but it's, I'm still thinking the first or second game. We'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping for you're right, though. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I hope you're right and I'm wrong. Um, but I'm just going off of Dennis's past in general and, and the way he sort of operated when it came down to his family in the past. Um, but, yeah, you know, we've really just hit, like, 100 different topics tonight. Yep. Um, which was fun. All I the, liked... All the topics thunder. Yeah, all the topics under. Um, I kind of like doing that. You know, I really didn't want to talk about the Denver loss too much just because, you know, it sucked. Um, you know, I think those are some of the worst losses to swallow as a fan too, knowing that one, you had a really bad call in, you know, the last two-minute report and your team missed some free throws. Um, that just really hurts the old feelers there. And uh, I'm ready to bounce back against the Lakers. Um you know, and, and continue to build confidence and watch our guys grow game over game. Um, Baisley, gosh, you know, Dort still doing Dort things. It's just been, it's been great to see these young guys. I'm ready to go see them play a good, good Lakers team that's rocking and rolling right now. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll be back after that game, hopefully, um, that is tomorrow night. We, yeah, we, we'll probably do one actually Friday is what, when you're going to hear us next. Um, we'll probably be Friday after the Grizzlies game and we're all running around with our shirts off, celebrating the W, um, pulling a PD Pablo waving around our head like a helicopter, um, singing Oklahoma instead of North Carolina, you know, of course. Um, but yeah, you know, is there anything else that you wanted to add there, Maddie? Um, yeah. Uh, one quick thing. These, what do we got to do to get a primetime game? <laughs> I mean, we're kind of primetime tomorrow, right? 5.30? Depends on where you live, yeah. It's Man, not primetime for me. These are some weird, weird hours. There's well, one, it's 11.30 a.m. on Sunday, right? Like, yep. Yo, hey, Stephen Dolan, like, bro, you going to wake up at, like, 4 a.m. to get ready to watch this game? Like, what's what's up for that? I mean, there, we finally get a 7 o'clock game, the second to last, the the Heat. Yep. Which it's no. not nas- nationally televised as of right now. But – my goodness, these I mean, I get it. I get I get why there's a lot of games to fit in and they gotta share the court and all that stuff, but it's been a tough adjustment. That's all right. We'll be getting our primetime games here in about uh two weeks. I wouldn't say that's that's gonna be our primetime games because unfortunately the schedulers screwed us, you know, before COVID. I think we had one, 
two? Was it one? one official? It was like one officially. And then we yeah, got flexed um, into another and then one. we got flexed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, they didn't like us to begin with, with our 0.002% chance to make the playoffs. Um, and, you know, just like that Jordan meme with the curly headed dude in the glasses, you know, just throw your hands up to the side and say, eh, here we are. This is what we're doing. Um, but I can't wait, Maddie. It's been great having you on, man. I'm glad you and the fam are, are getting settled in. Um, you're adjusting to the San Antonio heat, you know, river walking, maybe, I don't know yet if they even have it open. Um, they probably it's do. Open. Okay. I didn't say Texas been wild. Um, Adult so. beverages are walk as well. I, <laughs> I, I partook for uh, science purposes. So I, I like it. I like it. Um, no, man, you be safe. Uh, keep everybody happy and healthy. Uh, we'll talk hopefully this weekend and for everybody else out there, y'all know what it is. It's time to thunder up. Thunder up. Insert the record scratch. It's your boy Dylan coming from the future. This podcast is not over. You still have another half left. Okay, not not a whole another half, but about 15 minutes. Um, so, you know, there were some things that happened and we wasn't able to get Jerry and Maddie's part out to you. And we also wasn't able to record another podcast. So I took it upon myself to record a, a small recap of the Lakers game, which you'll find after I'm done rambling here. I uh, just want to say we appreciate you guys for bearing with us. Um, you know, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. And uh, yeah, tune in to the next part of the podcast starting now. Heads up! What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan, aka, uh, aka, aka at Thunder Chats. Uh, just coming to you to throw on a little something extra on this podcast. I know this podcast was a little delayed getting out, and I apologize for that. We've we've all got a lot of things going on right now, just like everybody else does. I mean, I understand, um, but it's made things a little bit difficult this week. But you know, we're not gonna try to sell you guys short, so. Here we are, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on here and give you guys the Lakers recap. Now, this was a game that the Thunder won, 105 to 86. And the big thing about this game is LeBron and Anthony Davis both played 30 minutes. Okay, AD played by 29 something minutes, but they both played around 30 minutes. They both played the first, the second, the third. And the fourth quarter. The Lakers were trying to win this game. Because if they weren't trying to win this game, they would not have risked putting LeBron or Anthony Davis out on there. You you could say they were lethargic. I agree. You could say they shot bad. I agree. But you cannot tell me the Lakers did not want to win that basketball game. Exhibit A. Last night, the Houston Rockets played the Los Angeles Lakers. Guess what? LeBron didn't play in that game. They sat LeBron the entire game. You know what that tells me? They didn't care if they won that game. Why don't they care? Because they already had the number one seat wrapped up in the West. 
But here's here's what's funny. They had the number one seed wrapped up in the West when they played the Thunder, and yet LeBron and Anthony Davis still played all four quarters. So you kind of get what I'm saying. That was just my buddy's a huge Lakers fan, um, and you know that's just something that I've heard him and a lot of other people say on Twitter. So I just wanted to clear that up off the top. Now getting into our play, um, the main thing here is. I think Shea really struggled with this game. Yeah, he was 311. He hit one of four from deep. He had 13 points, seven rebounds, five assists. He just didn't look comfortable out there. And I, I don't know what it is because it looked a lot similar in the beginning of the Nuggets game um, before he absolutely took over in the fourth quarter. But it is kind of concerning. You know, we've we've seen all these videos and we've seen how Shea's been shooting know prior to the bubble and he's been solid I think he's been shooting around 37 percent and we just haven't seen that translate to the bubble so I'm, I'm really hoping that he kind of gets that out of the system before we hit the playoffs because we're definitely going to need him aside from Shea though man the starters all play good I mean in addition to Shea they all had double digits Lou Dort had 14 he really struggled too he he He's been throwing up some shots that I, I, I just don't know about. I admire his confidence, and I'm glad that he doesn't hesitate like a Ferguson or somebody like that. But they're getting kind of wild. He shot 0-4 from deep. He's 4-11. of 11. He continues to make ridiculous reverse layups that I feel he has no business making. So that's awesome. And, um, you know, he's still just a strong pest defensively. Like, my guy uh, at NBA... R-A-T-H-2-3, I believe. Uh, his name's Barath. He, he writes for me at Overtime Heroics. He does these video breakdowns, and he loves Lou Dort. So I asked him to do a video breakdown on Lou Dort defensively, and it turns out LeBron shot one of five when guarded by Lou Dort. And I mean, that just that's just a testament of what we already know. Lou Dort is a tremendous defender. He's got great strength. Um... Obviously, he's not as strong as LeBron, but he has the strength to kind of stay with him. And I don't remember who said all this. I believe it was uh, uh, Brandon Rabar on the Daily Thunder podcast. But you could tell LeBron just kind of wanted to go out there and phone it in, just kind of mail it in. And Blue Dort was like, nah, man, that, that ain't happening. Blue Dort went out there and he made it difficult on him. And it's evidenced by the box score. So even though Blue Dort didn't score a lot like you know he had 14 points it's awesome you know he hit some ridiculous reverse layups he defended his little heart out next up we got steven adams and i was i was really worried about steven adams now he finished with 18 points seven assists i mean seven rebounds and two assists on seven of ten shooting but the thing to note about steven adams is he took a fall i think it was in the third quarter in which javel mcgee um, landed on the back of steven adams leg um, as Stephen Adams' leg was underneath of him. So it didn't look pretty. Now, he got up, he finished the play, but he immediately checked out, and they went to go to work on him with uh, with a Thera gun in the makeshift locker room, which is a hallway, because the locker rooms are, like, all the way across the campus. And lo and behold, you know, we know this guy's toughness. He came back into the game, and he, he looked good. I mean, he finished M1. He had a nice couple layups. As I said, man, he finished with 18 points. Like, he was – it was a far cry from the Adams we saw 
against the Nuggets, in which he really struggled against Jokic. Uh, I thought he was defending well, and I thought he was finishing around the rim well. And I'm going to have to look at it, but I feel like he shot pretty good from the free throw line. Okay, he shot four of seven. <laughs> okay, hindsight's 20-20. But, yeah, I, uh, you know, we've seen Adams kind of take this jump in the bubble uh, through the scrimmages, uh, specifically in the Jazz game, and now this game. You know, it, it kind of took a kind of took a nap in the Nuggets game, but it's encouraging to see Adams. You know, he's kind of leaned up. He's not as lumbery as he used to be, but he's still got that core strength, so he can still hang with these bigs. Um, and it's just encouraging to see him kind of step up his play because you know this team has talked about many times they have big aspirations for what's about to go on in this bubble, and Adams is a big part of that. So. Danilo Gallinari had 19.7 rebounds. He shot 5 of 13 and had 2 of 5 from deep. Uh, I thought Gallo looked all right out there. I mean, obviously, he, he missed a lot of shots, but, you know, he's he's one of our main offensive weapons. Specifically, when Shea is not hitting his shots, Gallo is relied on heavily, um, you know, to be our scoring out there. And he does in a variety of ways. Now, he only hit two threes, two of five from threes. Now, that's 40%, so that's great, but, you know, we, we kind of expect more out of Gallo. Um, I've been really pleased with Gallo in the bubble as opposed to the scrimmages, uh, the seeding games as opposed to the scrimmages. You know, he just didn't look like he wanted to be out there in the scrimmages, but in the seeding games, he really stepped up, and he's, he's delivered some nice performances. So, I'm excited from what I'm seeing of Gallo, and I love watching this guy attack the rim, man, because he looks like he should not be able to like just rise up and finish over defenders. But that's exactly what he's done in like every game. So shout out Gallo, man. And last but not least of the starters, we have our leader, our coach on the court, the point guard, C P Drizzle, Chris Ball. 21 points, seven rebounds, six assists on eight of 12 shooting, one of three from deep. Man, talk about controlling a game. This guy, I mean, he just, he just took over. I believe it was in the third quarter. It was just like, you know, pick your Laker. I'm going to hit a jumper over. I, I remember specifically Kyle Kuzma was on him like two or three times. And Chris Paul kind of just licked his lips. It's like his barbecue chicken time, man. I mean, he just he broke out the crossovers, hit the little step back in the mid-range, put it right in his eye. Uh, there was one he pulled up from deep on Kyle Kuzma and just nailed it. Like, Chris Paul was all the way in his bag, and we needed him to be. Like, he was great at shooting. He was great at getting to the rim, too. He had a couple really nice drives to the rim uh, in spite of traffic. Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee around the rim. Um, Chris, Chris Paul did really good. And I think I said tonight. Obviously, it wasn't tonight. Sorry. <laughs> that was a couple of nights ago, but... You get my point. Chris Paul had a great game, and he would be, he would have been my player of the game, honestly and clearly. Now, if we go to the bench, um, the one thing I really want to highlight about the bench is, man, I am so pleased with how good Hamadou Diallo has been playing in this bubble. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Makes me cry, obviously. No. All right, so he had 7.6 rebounds and two assists on three or four shooting, but... What I love about Hami is he's fearless at driving to the rim. doesn't matter if Anthony Davis is there by the rim. doesn't matter if Phil McGee is there at the rim. Hami, over and over again, drove 100 miles an hour to the rim and 
you know, made it difficult on his defenders. You know, I mentioned earlier Anthony Davis had five fouls. Lummy got a couple of those fouls on Anthony Davis, just driving to the rim fearlessly. Um, you know, he was finishing around the rim really good, and there was one play that was a big momentum play in which they gave Homie the ball, and he just one hand spiked it. The bench was hype, the players on the court was hype, and you can kind of see that you know the Lakers were starting to give up a little bit after that point. So love Homie, and I love what he's been able to do, and love his performance in that game. And just another quick roundup, we got Abdul Nader, seven points. The Egyptian Microwave, as TV Jerry referred to him as. Two of five shooting, one of three from deep. I mean, Nader just comes in and hits shots, and if he can continue to do that, he's going to be great for us in the bubble. Uh, then you got Dre, who had four points and six rebounds, and also played pretty good defense on LeBron. I, I believe I, – I asked Barath to do the same thing with Dre. I believe he said that he hit three of four on so, even though Dre was in the right spots and he played good defense, LeBron, being LeBron, still hit his shots. So, uh, shout out Dre for still playing good defense despite rupturing your patellar tail tendon two years ago. I mean, that's that's not nothing to sneeze at. And uh, he, he finished a couple shots at the rim, one in particular where he did a backdoor cut and Adams hit him with a no-look bounce pass. No one was near him. I mean, it's just wide open way up to the lane. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff you love to see. And that comes with chemistry between him and Adams, you know, they're best friends. And that comes with Dre really finding his role in the offense. You know, we saw spot-up shooter Dre in the scrimmages, and we got really excited. But, no, where Dre is effective on the offensive end is slashing and cutting to the basket. And it was evidenced. Not today. <laughs> it was evidenced against the Lakers. And then, the last but not least, we've got... Man, I can't breathe. I'm sorry. <laughs> we got Darius Baisley. had two points and two rebounds, 0-7 shooting, 0-4 from deep. Baisley's just really struggling in this bubble, man. I mean, he hasn't looked lost defensively, so that's something. But the three-point marksman that we kind of saw from the scrimmages uh, seems to be long gone. Um, he hasn't been driving to the rim with confidence, and the, his shot selection has been spotty at best. So I'm, I'm really hoping to see some kind of improvement from Baisley before we get to the playoffs because if we can get any contribution from him that would be great as we get into the playoffs speaking of the playoffs last night the Rockets defeated the Lakers and the Clippers defeated the Mavericks and the Blazers defeated the Nuggets so as of right now if the playoffs were to end today which they don't because we play somebody tonight the Thunder would be the sixth seed behind the Jazz and the Rockets. They are half game back from both of them. And the Nuggets would be the three seed. So we would be in a seven-game series with the Denver Nuggets. And I got to tell you, I know what I said throughout the season, throughout quarantine. After watching that seeding game, when we had no answer for Nicole Jokic and no answer for Michael Porter Jr., to be frank, uh... I, I don't want to match up with the Nuggets in the playoffs <laughs> because I don't think it's going to be good for us. Um, what I ultimately think is going to happen, like I said, we're a half game back from the Jazz and the Rockets. I think somehow or another, I don't know who's going to end up what, but I think it's pretty much inevitable at this point. The Thunder and the Rockets are going to end up the four and the five seed, and we're going to play in the first round. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I think it's going to be a really fun series. It's going to be great 
for television, uh, the narratives, the storylines. Like, it's it's what the NBA wants, if we're being honest. I know Thunder fans are kind of shaky on it because where do your allegiance lie? Do they lie with Russ? Do they lie with the Thunder? And, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just going to be – it's going to be fun basketball. So, that's kind of what I'm rooting for. And, honestly, I kind of like our matchup. So, that's besides the point. Um, tonight, August 7th? 7th. August 7th, yeah. Tonight, on Friday night, the Thunder play the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies are famously 0-4 in the bubble. Uh, they just lost – Jaron Jackson Jr. to a meniscus tear and kind of the team that everybody including me was rooting for in this bubble to finish as the 8th seed um, because I felt like they deserved it based on their play has not shown they deserved it have not shown they belong Um, so this could be a trap game for the Thunder there's no news on if anybody's going to rest but if somebody was going to rest I don't really feel like it'd be this game. I, you know, we have a back-to-back coming up against the Suns and the Wizards. If Gallo or Chris Paul or Adams or somebody like that was going to rest, I feel like it would be then. That being said, I wouldn't be surprised if Adams did rest this game just because his injury. You know, he said he was fine. But, you know, better safe than sorry. Like I said, we really need Adams in the playoffs if we're going to make some noise. So, if Adams was to rest these next couple games – yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing because Nerlens has played well in the bubble as well. I didn't mention mention him because he didn't score, but um, Nerlens has played pretty well in the bubble, so I wouldn't be too mad about that. Uh, I like the way we match up with the Grizzlies. Um, I know John Morant's a special player, but he can't get it done himself. Um, I, I, I really, I, I think we end up winning that game. So that's what I'm gonna say. That's my prediction. Uh, Again, sorry guys that it took a little bit of while. A little bit of while. It took a while to get this Lakers recap out of here. But, you know, I felt like we needed to bring you guys something. And I know that Maddie and Jerry had recorded this and we've just had trouble getting it out. So just wanted to throw something on there to kind of attach to the end of that. So it's a little bit more current for you guys. You guys get three recaps in a row. Hey, there you go. What better way? to gear up for the Thunder versus Grizzlies tonight. I can't think of one. But, guys, y'all have a great night. God bless. Don't forget, Thunder up! Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.